Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of the Prepare for Impact podcast. As always, I am your host, Connor Bland, and this season we are going to be diving into the question of spiritual gifts and how we use those to advance the kingdom of God. Just kind of breaking down what it is that gifts look like, how can we use those for the kingdom, and also just some personal examples from the three of us. Um, I have Lydia and Jeff here with me today, so we are we're just uh, going to dive into talking about that. So we hope that you guys stay tuned and join us. Alrighty, guys. So here we are. We're in our Prepare for Impact studio. We're we're getting ready to start season three. We are talking today about spiritual gifts. So and gifts in general, gifts given by God. I shouldn't say spiritual gifts. So. One of the one of the first things that I was curious about was maybe a list of some of the gifts that maybe fall outside of, or maybe for people who don't know, the list of spiritual gifts. Do you guys have the list of those? I know Lydia just took the spiritual gifts test. Maybe you know what the list is. It maybe was long. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was the same as the scripture either. Oh, because okay. It's like appears in like three different places. Yeah. So it's okay. like fruits of the spirit appears in different places. Yeah. But, but sure. yeah, spiritual gifts appears in different places. So it's hard to put a full list together. Okay. And gotcha. even still, I don't, I mean, it's not fully exclude, like inclusive of okay. all the gifts right. that I think right. are listed. Okay. Yeah. Cause there could be like pastor teachers. I know helps is one. Um, there are exhorters, you know, so like the people prophet, pro, you know, prophecy mm-hmm. is a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exhortation like tongues. Well, prophecy can be that too. Tongues, obviously one healing. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different gifts. It kind of depends on if you're looking at the Ephesians list or, okay. you know, so. Um, but I think most people that would be listening to us probably have an idea of what the general gifts of the spirit are. Okay. So then from there, I wanted to ask as far as maybe some unconventional gifts that are not necessar- necessarily spiritual gifts, but are gifts that we feel that are given to us by God. And if you guys have any examples of those, maybe something that's outside the, the realm of like a spiritual gift. Well, I mean, I'll just jump in here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So I, I would say one of the things that I, I do when I, I talk to people um, you know, or people are, we get into conversations with people about missions. Uh, a lot of them just are not sure how they're going to get into it. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do? I, you know, I'm, I haven't gone to seminary or, you know, I mean, I've never been a pastor. I don't want to plant a church, you know? And so mm-hmm. I usually say, well, okay. So like, what do you do? Like, you know, <laughs> if you had free time, mm-hmm. what would you do? Well, yeah. I play video games. You know, okay, that's great. That's great. So, okay. okay, so let's just take video games because gaming is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so let's say that's what somebody's really... Now, I did tell one guy. Okay, so I was talking to a college student, actually one of our MKs, and uh, and and they were really struggling with, you know, the kind of the the minute the 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 study path they were on you know and just not doing it just wasn't meeting and i said well what do you like to do i get you know and he goes well what i really like to do is surf Hmm. i said well then surf yeah you can surf for jesus you know i mean (laughs) i know of surf we know of a two at least so far surf ministries that happen around the world that could it would be great if they had missionaries that were surfers that would come and help them yeah you know and and so of course, I don't think his parents were too excited about my telling him that he could <laughs> yeah, focus on not. surfing yeah. instead of engineering or whatever he was doing. But but it's in that same way. So if we're doing gaming, you know, I think most people my age, 
of the ripe age of however old I am. Um, and on video, you know, the yeah. people that are watching some video know how old I am. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, gaming for our generation, sometimes we think that is kind of a, a, a time waster. Mm. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I, I mean, the, the young generation spent too much time gaming because, you know, basically they're working on their hand-eye coordination, their sure. thumbs with the screen, you know, but, mm -hmm. but, uh, that, how is that going to translate into real money? But mm -hmm. now there are a lot of very rich people that do oh, the gaming thing. Yes. Too rich. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. yeah. 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 Much, much richer. So, so how would we use gaming for the kingdom if that was your big thing? Mm. Hey, I think it would be... There, I, there are so many venues mm -hmm. that you could get involved in. You know, there are gaming communities all over the world. Yeah. And gaming now happens internationally. Yes. So I, th I see that as a huge opportunity for the future for mm -hmm. kingdom growth mm -hmm. as... But we need Christians who are gamers mm -hmm. that see that as a potential ministry. Mm -hmm. And we need organizations like OC to see that and our teams to see that, hey, we could we could have a gamer join us and sure. really have ministry to, mm -hmm. you know, the 30, 35 and younger crowd who's out there spending significant time in virtual worlds, yeah. you know, and and. And we could use programmers who could come up. I mean, it just goes on and on. So I just get so excited about this. Yeah. Sorry. As the first um, time I've heard this, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for sure. yeah. So Even that's just, God. yeah, right. I mean, that's yeah. just one example of, yeah. of a passion or gifting that somebody might have mm -hmm. that could be used for the kingdom in a way that most people don't even think about. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the, one of the examples that I wanted to give, um, is, is actually for my wife, Kirsten, um, and she is a medical professional. She's a dental hygienist. And one of the things when we first got married, and we and we kind of keep talking about it a little bit here and there, is is kind of the question of, am I fulfilling God's purpose for my life in working in dental hygiene? Um, for one, I think that, I mean, it's it's allowed financially for our family to be able to, <laughs> to deal with me raising support for these couple of years. But um, on top of that, one of the things when I was at CORE, my, a, a year into my working at OC, um, I was talking with Steve Aldrich about the, um, about Kirsten's work and, uh, and about that kind of question and what his thoughts were. And, and one of the great things that he was talking about was the fact that um, she gets to see so many people who are just coming to her for a service, but that she has the opportunity um, to, to really physically lay hands on somebody who is, I mean, just as her job. And she has the ability to pray for those people through that. And, and that they come to her and these people who it's, it's interesting to hear some of the stories from Kirsten, as far as it, she only sees people maybe twice a year, every six months. And some people maybe four times a year, but that they come to her and they'll talk about these like crazy personal stories about how they're struggling or about, um, how they're having, you know, how it's a great time in life. She also even recently brought us somebody, tried to mobilize somebody through, you know, That's through right. us, uh, right. which was great, you know, just saying that my husband's a short-term coordinator and, and, and gave him my number and we were able to talk and have some conversations through that. So that's, that's huge in its own way, but just being able to pray for people who maybe wouldn't necessarily be open to that in a, in a, in a normal way for her to just be able to, to lay hands on, on these people pray for their, their issues and, and things that they are coming to her about, um, and for her to give them guidance and, and direction on what to do, like when they ask her those kinds right. of questions. So right. those are, those are the cool things that without her, without me saying that to her and without her hearing that from Steve, especially being kind of like an outside looking in, um, it's, it's a really cool, uh, 
just it's a really cool way to to kind of see that there are some unconventional ways that are uh, that are gifts. And she's been given that gift to work in that place, um, in that office for three or four years now, and and being able to build those relationships with people, even though it's for an hour every six months. So right. those are I, some cool situations I, I, too. I, I'm just envisioning trying to share my life story with Kirsten. Yeah. She says it's definitely a gift to be able to understand, understand that, that whenever people is, have uh, tools in their mouth. Like and she's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Did that it's hurt? No, no. Gift. I was just trying to. Maybe that's yeah. speaking in tongues. We don't know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, so did you have any examples, Lydia? Uh, um, maybe an unconventional? So I always think of my parents. Um, my dad is bachelor. His bachelor's degree is in fine arts, and he's um, a project manager in IT now, okay. <laughs> which is very different than yeah. what he went to school for. Mm-hmm. And I have always loved that story because I think it's always taught me to think unconventionally. But just thinking, too, about my mom. My mom is really good at cooking, which we all... To anybody who likes to eat, it's a gift to have somebody who's really. How come we haven't been invited over? To I the, know, right? It's, it's, it's gonna happen. Okay, oh, yeah. it's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. All right. We'll get there. Right. Cool. Um, but <laughs> she's so good at it, and she's so good at serving people in crowds, at like just making people feel welcome by giving them good food, mm-hmm. which is such a ministry. Mm-hmm. The ministry of hospitality, oh, like yeah, the right. gift of right. hospitality, right. Mm-hmm. might not be listed on there. But no, no, no. It is actually one of oh, the spiritual yeah. gifts. Yeah, she's. My parents have always been great at that and always been good teachers of that. My mom now, she works at um, at our church that we meet at. There's an alternative high school mm. for kids who really don't have another option, but just they want to be the administration really just wants to empower them to get their um, high school degree. Mm-hmm. And so my mom has come alongside. She kind of serves this dual purpose. She teaches the kids how to cook, but then they serve their fellow students. Mm -hmm. So she's not just a cafeteria lady and she's not just a teacher, but she gets to serve these kids who are at risk, who Mm -hmm. don't have very much hope and just give them the ministry of food to Mm -hmm. learn how to serve and to be served. Mm -hmm. And that's a really cool gift that um, I think God has used in a very unique way in her life Mm -hmm. that for other people, yeah, it's cool that if you're really good at cooking or if you have a passion for it, Mm -hmm. but, um, to see my mom use that for all the things she's used it for in ministry, but mm-hmm. especially in this cool job that she has right now. Yeah. No, that's really neat. So one of the things, before we sort of move on from this, it's not, I mean, we're still going to be talking about gifts, but just to encourage um, those of, of you who are listening and maybe uh, are thinking about, uh, maybe starting to think about what kind of gifts God has given you, um, opportunities in your life that, that God has given you to be able to, to use that gift, Sort of like with Kirsten, just just taking the time to to step back and, and recognize that some things that may not seem like ministry are gifts. I mean, even hearing your story about hospitality, like I I love Kirsten, I love having people over, and that's recognition of that that is a gift. To, that some people don't like to have a bunch of people over to their house and and make food for them or create an environment where um, you can play games or do whatever. Um, that's something that that we love to do, and that is is definitely something to uh, to think about from here uh, moving forward and how we can more intentionally use that as a gift um, so just as you're as you're listening to this we hope that you 
would just take that, um, take some time out of your day today and just really uh, dive into what uh, things that are going on in your life, things that maybe consistent things that you do that then uh, you can recognize as gifts. Can I, can I add one thing? Go ahead. Uh, another thing I think that's important is to understand it may not be the actual thing that you do. Mm. So let's say that your job and something you really get off on is being a pipe fitter, you know, like mm. a, a air conditioner heating person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you, you know, I mean, and I, I'll be honest, I, I don't know exactly how that job would translate overseas, you know, mm-hmm. in a ministry way, but you can look at things and say, Hey, what skills am I using to do this job that I do? Mm-hmm. And every pipe fitter I know is an incredible problem solver mm-hmm. because a lot of times they're working in homes that are already established, right? You know, yeah. the home home's already there mm-hmm. and they're, they're adding air conditioning to it or, or they're refitting it. So mm-hmm. they have to think about, okay, how do I get, here's where the unit is. How do I get this air to mm. this other place? Or mm-hmm. we just add an extension to the house. So mm-hmm. how do I make the airflow work now with the unit that exists yeah. with more space? You know, so, so mm-hmm. I mean, those kind of problem solving skills, mm-hmm. man, that is critically needed overseas mm-hmm. because living overseas is a problem. I mean, there's, it's like living in another culture, you run into things, things Mm -hmm. never happen the way they're, you think they're supposed to happen. I mean, we're, we're going to, uh, Kelly and I and, and, uh, Dion and, and Thomas are going to Zimbabwe and, and Zimbabwe is in a, in a pretty difficult spot right now. If you think about it, pray for the people of Zimbabwe, pray for the church in Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. because this is it, they're in a crisis and really crisis moments are times when the church can really step up and be the church. Mm-hmm. So, so just, just pray for that. But, but we're going, and I think, I think what we're going to do kind of changes on a day-to-day basis because yeah. we're like, okay, well, we don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know if there's going to be water, electricity. We don't know what's going to happen when we get there. So we're trying to go into it with our hands open, with mm-hmm. the gifts that we have yeah. and with some problem solving skills, you know, we'll just make what we have, mm-hmm. the ministry that we do. And yeah. we'll trust that God's going to meet us in that moment and and just bring about great work for the kingdom. So mm-hmm. so those kind of skills, the, the, the ability to be able to just come into any situation and go, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I have. It, it's the MacGyver missionary, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know how many, if you're old enough to remember MacGyver, <laughs> yes. oh, there's, there's a ring work of MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But it's, it. it's the, it's the MacGyver missionary kind of thing. Not, not everybody's that way, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody can do that, but no. that is a special gift mm-hmm. that to go, okay, what do I have? I have this, this, and this. Okay. I can make a bomb out of this, you know, or whatever. You know, I can get out <laughs> of this. Probably not as a missionary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not as a missionary. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Take that out. Kelly. Um, but I mean, you, you can have this, this, and this, and you can really have impact for the kingdom in that way because it's just something you can do. You just take what you have and create from it. Yes. So one of the things kind of uh, leading from from the, the conversation we just had about, um, about gifts and about what do you guys think about uh, being taught or learning new gifts? Because gifts usually is a, is kind of a, 
we don't necessarily think of gifts as something that can be learned or, or maybe it's not learning. Maybe it's uncovering that you have certain gifts that you didn't know about before. The example that I have was from my six short-term trips that I did to Guatemala. There were, I, I feel that after probably the second or third one, realizing that I had sort of this, I don't know what the word to use is like just kind of predisposition to go toward observation. So that, that observing the way in which another culture or another, even in, even in the U S observing what's going on around me and, and adjusting myself, not necessarily conforming, although sometimes that's necessary, but adjusting how I am based on what's going on around me. So there's, there's like, you go to a fancy restaurant with somebody who maybe doesn't go to a fancy restaurant very often. And you're sitting there and they're talking really loud. Like you go to the melting pot is a great example because you go down there and it seems like everybody's whispering and they have these giant like backed, you know, uh, like booths or whatever. So you don't see anybody else. So it's very easy for you to get into your own world and, and basically start yelling at each other <laughs> in, a, in a good way. But that, um, it's, it's observing in situations like that. Like recently I came back from a trip, um, to Spain and I was with a, with a team there that did not necessarily have that gift. And, and it's not, it's, and one of the things that I wrote down is, is that it's not, it's very important with a, with a gift like observation that you, you, um, let other people know about it in a loving way because it's very easy to be like, wow, I'm really uncomfortable because I'm observing how everybody else is. The team is not that way. And so I had to be able to step back and say, okay, this is one, it's, it wasn't my trip that I was leading. And, and that in that situation, it was going to be more harmful for me to go to everybody, kind of ruin their good time that they were having in order to um, let them know about it. So instead I waited until that night when we were all, uh, as a team, like eating dinner, just kind of mentioning it, not saying that you had to change whatever. There were a lot of people in that team who then said, Oh, okay. Like we'll be a little more observant because of that. So I don't know if ob observation is really a gift, but it's something that understanding cultural context, whether that's at home, I mean, the U S is a melting pot in and of itself. So going back to the restaurant, uh, reference, <laughs> um, that, that it's, it's something where you're constantly given the opportunity to observe uh, what's going on around you and how you react in those different situations. So I feel like in that situation, in those couple of situations, really that, that God had given me or uncovered a, a gift of observing and being able to explain that to people in a loving way. All right. So, uh, you know, that's kind of my, my example. Do either of you guys have an example of that maybe as well? I think like if you like a nature versus nurture kind of debate in mm -hmm. this, um, cause there's things that you're born into like inherent personality traits of maybe you're really extroverted, maybe you're whatever mm -hmm. introverted, thoughtful. Um, but there's also things that you're born into. So like grow up with the multicultural past and, or component to my life not a past necessarily because sure. it's still here my dad's Polynesian my mom's from the Midwest I grew up in Colorado um and I had the privilege of being able to really be connected to my Polynesian roots and mm -hmm. Midwestern 
in really different ways mm. um, that really fostered this like um, kind of cultural awareness. Same thing, feeling like you're not ever a piece that mm. fits in a puzzle, but being able to see where everyone else is at mm-hmm. from a higher, different, not a higher perspective, from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, when I, the trips I've done to Thailand are working with TCKs who are kind of also in that same paradigm of, I don't know where I fit in. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of always this missing puzzle piece and mm-hmm. being able to meet the families and the kids who are in that same, um, reality, even though it's, I have lived in Colorado my whole life. I don't necessarily have the same understanding of what it is to move around as much as they do. Um, but I can really, I see that different perspective of, I know what it feels like to kind of feel left out Mm. and to not feel part of it. Mm. Um, and it's like a gift in that God has written my story to become something that can, I can help understand other people better. Mm. Um, but it's not, I, I mean, part of it is what I've been born into, but it's also the opportunities that have been brought to me in my life mm-hmm. that God has really fostered that in me and mm-hmm. to feel like a connector and somebody who wants to see belonging. So Yeah, and right. and the, the willingness to accept those things too, that I think that there are, are maybe some situations out there that people have where they are born into something and they come out of it without, it, whether it's a gift or not, to come out of that. Um, I think that it's, that's a really good point to say that, you know, like as far as not just being born into it, but being willing to accept those, those gifts, those perspectives that you're, that you're given from your family and from your situation. Right. I think there's another thing along that line, Connor, and sorry Mm -hmm. about hitting the microphone there. That's all right. Um, So what about things, gifts in air quotes, uh, (laughs) just because you can't see me, but um, it, gifts that we would not necessarily consider gifts, Hmm. but that God is going to use later on. So these could be very hard things in our lives Hmm. that then God uses to minister to someone else. Mm -hmm. So they become, in a sense, gifts that God or experiences that God uses to minister to someone else, to be gifts to someone else. Mm -hmm. And I'll use a personal example uh, so I don't get, because there are a lot of examples that we come across as mobilizers. and, and then we talk to those people about, hey, this could really lead you to minister to people that have walked through this same path that you have. Yeah. Well, for us, it was uh, we were educators on the mission field and, and two of our four children uh, have some learning challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't learn the way schools traditionally teach. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very difficult thing for us. And, and there were many, although we shielded our kids from most of these arguments, um, there were many discussions, air quotes again, that Dion and I had about educating our kids. And, and you know, like, mm-hmm. how do we deal with this? And, you know, what is is appropriate for this age actions? And what is the learning challenge coming out here. I mean, like, mm. what, what are those? How do we, how do we do that? Mm. And so after now, you know, all of our kids have, you know, are, are on with life and they're all professionals and, mm. and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So we, it's a, it's incredible how many people that we deal with now who are going through this with their own children, mm. who we can encourage and say, you know, just love them, mm. love them be as consistent as you can with them. Mm. Um, 
help them to know that no matter what happens, they can always come to you. Mm-hmm. That y- you can always be the person that they can talk to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure our kids, I'm sure Kelly would say, uh, hey, it, even in all of that, it wasn't always fair. You know, sure. I mean, the, it, it, it isn't. There, there's no perfect solution. Mm-hmm. But I think if we can see some of those challenging times in our lives as also things that God will use to minister to others, they're redeemed in a certain sense. Mm. It doesn't make them any less difficult Mm-hmm. And those hurts can still remain. But I think that's part of God's redeeming, mm. part of his grace, part of his redeeming those things in our lives that mm-hmm. then can be used to really bring hope to people that are now walking through what you've already walked through. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, just the whole idea of testimony is really a gift in and of itself that's very individual for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if somebody had the same sort of situation that I did growing up and had a testimony from that, they may take something totally different than what I experienced. But being able to go through, like for me personally, was was like a death of a loved one. At a, at, and really that was at kind of the ripe age of where I'm starting to understand who God is and where I fit in and things like that. And then kind of getting a brick dropped on me, like at, at that point in my life where I was like 15, 16 and being able to say that, I mean, well, I definitely didn't respond well in that situation, being young and not understanding what, um, what that all meant, kind of the whole sovereignty of God conversation. We had that a couple of weeks ago at our young leaders meeting um, and, and still struggling with that a little bit today because of that, but being able to use, those situations where I've come across people where you don't, you don't, uh, like if you're, if you're mobilizing somebody, you're not telling them that, oh, I know exactly how you're feeling because I experienced the same thing. It's like, no, it's being able to come from that because people said that to me when I was struggling with that. And I'm like, no, cause you'll never understand what, what that person meant to me, what I took from that, how I stumbled very much after that. And then coming back probably a year or two later that, um, yeah, just being able to use those life situations in, in any, in any way. I mean, for Kirsten with her, uh, doing this stuff in dental hygiene right now, that may just be preparing her for a future yeah, and thing, right? being able to have, you know, that, that, uh, those conversations easily with people. So yeah, that's my, you have any thoughts, Lydia, on that? No, I, I mean, I think it's kind of, I don't know. Something that I am passionate about is looking at the hard things in life as gifts mm-hmm. um, that God gives us and the depth and breadth that life becomes when you go through those things mm. instead of looking at them as the unfortunate things that we should skip over. Right. Looking at them at, that's actually the highlights of life mm. is those moments is, um, and the redemption that comes afterwards because I re- I haven't experienced a tough time in life that God hasn't redeemed through me just talking to somebody else who's going through that mm-hmm. and going, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I might not know exactly how you feel, mm-hmm. but man, I went through something that made me feel really similar Yeah, and using that in ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talked about this in a previous podcast. What did you, it was like the thin places, thin places. Thin places. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You At might just, some point, it's going to be tattooed on my body. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's wanna, such a passionate... Do you want to go over that again real, real quick? Yeah. Just explain what, what Thin Places are? Thin Places... Um, the first time I heard Thin Places was... I 
me and one of my mentors, there was a boy that we worked with a lot, um, did youth ministry with, Mm -hmm. and he was murdered. Mm -hmm. And that was really obviously hard (laughs) to Mm -hmm. hear. He was only 16. Mm. Um, And her response to that was one of the most life-changing things I've ever seen. And she responded and said, I'm so excited for this thin place that God's going to take us. Mm. Where the reality, where that place between the world and God is so thin, where Mm. it touches. Mm. You can feel and see eternity in a way that you couldn't before. Mm. Um, And that was life-changing for me to to feel that. And to know that. And so Mm. Thin Places comes from this um, Gaelic term, this Gaelic idea of a literal thin place, like being at the top of the mountain, Mm. which we live in Colorado. And we know the reality (laughs) of that. Mm -hmm. And there's physicality to thin places, but then there's this huge spirituality to thin places in our life where Mm -hmm. when those things are hard, that is where we get to see this the real reality of what's happening instead of when we get Mm. into our routines and we're back in the valleys of everything's normal, everything's the same, but when things Mm. are really hard and also kind of flipping it on the end where usually we see valleys as the low points in life and they're the worst, but thin places mean that we're at that peak. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's flipping that around. Sort of in the valley, in the deepness. You're at a, you're at a thin place. You're at a peak of life because you can see that eternity so closely. Yeah. And the valleys are naturally where you, or the the good times are where you naturally kind of. There's more oxygen. There's more. It it feels easier to be further from, Mm -hmm. from God. But yeah, yeah, no, that's. That's really great. So that's I love that that's real. <laughs> so yeah, much. It's great. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things, since we've got a little bit more time, um, that I wanted to talk about for those listening who maybe have. So, like, for me, I, I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis a few years ago. Um, and I'm still working through that and, and figuring out where where it is that, that God has that in my life. This last year, I participated in the, the Walk to Cure Arthritis, getting to see that there are a lot of young, young kids who have this mm. type of arthritis that literally they, they just don't even know how it comes about. Like it's not rheumatoid, it's not psoriatic. Like realizing that my, I, I'm not alone in that. And, mm. and that, you know, people often when they hear, wow, you're in your 20s and, and you have this arthritic condition, they feel bad. But realizing that most people who are diagnosed with arthritis are actually diagnosed in their 20s um, or earlier. And so... Being able to, to it's it's the excitement of knowing that that there is going to be something that comes out of that. Not, necess- not necessarily knowing where that is right now. Getting to know a doctor, my rheumatologist, on a personal level. He's given me his personal cell phone number. Like things that I never would have wanted or asked for. Um, knowing that my rheumatologist is not a Christian. Having some conversations with him recently that have been, for me at least, they've felt very freeing. Um, he hasn't been super receptive to, I hope that one day he is that, um, yeah, there's just, there's so many things, uh, in, in living with a condition that quote unquote sets you apart from the normal person, um, that for those of you who are listening, who maybe have a similar condition or are in a similar stage, whether it's diabetes or things, things that are, that you can't change, that you feel you've, you've heard from from people in the past that God does everything for a reason. It's really hard to accept that when you're in the middle of it, especially when you're struggling with it. But that just knowing that 
there will be a time that comes, or maybe there are little little instances that you're either missing because you don't see them as such, or or whatever that God is is doing something through those. So it's and and also just being observant of for those of you who maybe are outside looking in on on something like that, being aware that everybody who is a Christian who maybe has something like that isn't it hasn't necessarily grappled with it fully. Right. Um, also not always coming to it in a, in a position of, wow, I'm so sorry. Like that sucks because it, it does. But to, to continue to hear that from people as I explain it is it sometimes is hard to, like, I understand they're just trying to gr- grieve really in their own way for me that I've gone through that process myself. I still continue to, but that, um, coming, coming at it from trying to figure out, asking that person how, how you can best help them with, with that. How can you pray for them? Um, and, and things like that. So that's just another, yeah. And I think, I think this is a gift. This is a a ministry that happens, can happen overseas, can happen around the world here Mm -hmm. in your own neighborhood. It's, and, and I I think so often we get it wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. we say the wrong thing and, Mm -hmm. and, or we, we try to bring scripture to it. And as powerful as scripture is that, you know, it's just sometimes that you got to be sensitive. You have to discern the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think sometimes the best thing you can do is just hug that person and say, I am here. You mm-hmm. know, I am here. Just let me, you know, I'm I just with, I'm walking with you through mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. And in a sense at that moment, and I wrote, I wrote a blog post about this <laughs> and it, when it's okay to be God, mm-hmm. you know, and, and most of the time we think, it's not okay to be God. I mean, mm. we're not supposed to try to be God's. In fact, that's probably the biggest challenge in our culture today is we're God's unto ourselves, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. But there is a time when it's okay to be God. And it's those times when we are God to someone else. Mm. We are Jesus to someone else. Mm-hmm. We are his hands and feet. We are his voice. We can bring encouragement. We can bring those things mm-hmm. to a very dark time. Mm. And, and instead of saying, you know, be warm, be fed, and, you know, and, right. and kind of, I've got to get back to work. Right. You know, I mean, we can actually spend time and listen and care and say, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what, I don't, I'm just, I just know that I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. And, and anytime you want to talk, anytime I'm here, yeah. and let's just walk through it together. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes is more of a ministry to people, mm-hmm. whether they're in the kingdom or not. Right. You know, and, and that can become a huge ministry for the kingdom in itself mm-hmm. is that we're just because everybody goes through those things mm-hmm. and we can walk through those things with them yeah. and have, you know, I mean, we talk about spiritual gifts. Certainly we should be using those and other kind of giftings. You know, if I'm a great basketball player, I can do sports ministry or whatever mm-hmm. music, you know, I, I do that. So that becomes a ministry thing. But this walking with people through life may be the most significant thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. in impacting the world for Christ. Yeah. Well, everybody, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. Um, we are so thankful to be starting up our third season. For you guys listening, we've had this incredible response from you guys as far as um, people from around the world listening. And and just we we appreciate so much as the Prepare for Impact team that you guys are are willing to listen to what we have to say and give us feedback based on that. So we want to thank you for that first off. And then really just closing out, like we're, it's the big things that we want you guys to take away from this time of, of gifts and talking about gifts is, is that gifts don't look the same for everybody, that they can be good things. They can be bad things that are, that are 
the perspective is shift. Instead of seeing it as a bad thing, you can see it as a thin place um, and, and really realize that that is you coming closer to God. Um, and, and yeah, just if you have any questions, as always, you can always write to us. We have our uh, email address, which is mobilization at oci.org. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, and, and find us on there under Prepare for Impact. We, uh, we thank you guys again so much for listening. We appreciate it. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week.